0: your steve jones show podcast is loading now the steve jones show podcast is sponsored by sunbury motors north fourth street in sunbury and sunbury motors kia Routes 11 and 15 in hummels wharf in a city where there is world series fever there is also plenty of eagles fever after a bye week they've got the steelers and the hall of famer the great one merrill reese joins us my friend welcome back what a year it's been so far
1: it's uh, it, it's a lot of fun, Steve. It's nice to be on with you. I always enjoy catching up. But it's it's been a crazy couple of weeks here. Uh, the Phillies. I know that the people up there watched the Phillies on television that, and could just hear the energy exuding from that crowd. It was amazing. Uh, as far as the Eagles, it was a good a good couple of weeks to be off because the, <laughs> the Phillies surely had the spotlight. But uh, I just hope the Eagles can come back when from. From where they did leave off Which was being a hot 6-0 and football team But you you worry a little bit Because you get out of that rhythm And you had something very special And you hope that you can capture it very quickly
0: and One quick note on that you know, It's interesting you're talking to a couple of the Phillies Around the Phillies They say you know what they love Is the energy in the ballpark Is something that the football Is that they've only experienced When they've been across the street in the football stadium And they're loving that part. There's something about the energy at Lincoln Financial Field, as you know, that is a little different and special, isn't it?
1: It is. But it was there for the vet. Um, It's always been that with the Eagles crowds. They they rock the place. There's no doubt about that. Uh, The Phillies have been a little more reserved but the last couple of weeks it sounded like a football crowd
0: (laughs) no question so let's get to now obviously this this football team that's the only undefeated team in the in the nfl and i'm going to start actually with the defense jonathan gannon had some parts to work with especially a lot of depth up front you've now watched it play out over six weeks what are you seeing in that defense that's just a little bit different
1: Well, some people. Some people. Because when you pick up people like James Bradbury and then add him as the the other Mm -hmm. corner with Darius Slay, then you've got a a terrific pair of corners. I mean, really terrific. And then you already have a great nickel corner in Avante Maddox. Then you bring in a safety uh, who has, right before the start of the season, really, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And he has been outstanding. He already has three interceptions. He's been solid on the run. And on the other side, I was wondering where to get another safety. And a guy who stepped up really from a reserve and special teams role last year, Marcus Epps, came up, and he's played just terrific football. And they've added to their linebacker department in Kaiser White. And, uh, they, you know, the Kobe Dean who was a terrific player at Georgia and a third-round draft choice, hasn't really played much linebacker. He's more in the learning stage, and he's going to be a great player. But right now he's learning and playing some very, very effective special teams. So you bring in, uh, of course, uh, Davis, who was the number one pick, and he's been terrific as a Mm run-stopper. But usually, as as you would know, uh, the defensive tackles don't do a lot of pass rushing in college. Mm -hmm. They... They set up the wall, and that part of their game evolves later. So he's he's scared a couple of quarterbacks, but he's still looking to really get a a grip on one and and toss him to the ground.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But I've just been—they don't let anybody get behind him. It seems like every play from that secondary, and including the linebackers, the ball is always in front of them. Is that fair?
1: It is fair. It is fair and it is true. There are very few what they call explosive plays, plays of over twenty yards against the secondary.
0: Yeah, I mean that's and that mean that means a lot. You want a lockdown corner. Everybody would love to have one. Has Slade developed into that one for the Eagles oh, as yeah. the lockdown Absolutely. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's a lockdown corner. Absolutely. He's he's one of the best. He made the Pro Bowl last year and he is he is an exceptional corner. Now he's He's over 30 years old but he he hasn't shown any effects of aging he still is quick he has great ball skills and great anticipation he's still terrific and plus he's he's a guy that they uh, they look to to be one of the leaders on this team he's he's outgoing he's he really adds a lot And then when you speak of leaders uh, a guy we didn't mention another linebacker who is Not just a linebacker. I mean, he does so many things. He's also an edge rusher at times, and uh, we're talking about Hassan Reddick, former Temple player, and he's outstanding. Four and a half sacks.
0: Yeah. Well, what has it meant getting Brandon Graham back, just as a player, but also his presence?
1: It's good. I mean, he's he's not starting, but he's in, and he adds a lot of energy. And you know what? I haven't seen any fall off in his play. I mean, he came back from a torn Achilles. Which is tough to do in a year and shows but but he was actually he was actually running around playing golf and doing all kinds of things in the spring. And I saw him and I said to him, You are you you know, are you still rehabbing? And he said, No. He said, I don't have any pain. I'm fine. And he he's been playing like a much younger player. He's been very, very good. And and also the guy who uh took a lot of heat here when his plate fell off from his is expected all-pro level is Fletcher Cox, and he's back playing like Fletcher Cox.
0: Uh, on offense, Brown comes in, he's expected to be a big-time player, and has played like a big-time player. But sometimes that big-time player is somebody that also opens up life for everybody else. What is Brown's mere presence meant for Smith? A Miles Sander. Got her. Well, everybody. I,
1: I, I'll repeat it. I'll let me play back the tape from you. He's opened things up from for everybody else. Although I like to say, and I've said on the air, that the Eagles don't have a number one receiver. They have two of them. They really do. I mean, and uh, A.J. Brown is, is tremendous, but so is Devontae Smith. Devontae yeah. Smith does the toe tap better than anybody I've ever seen. He is. He is every bit as outstanding as A.J. Brown. They're just different types of receivers. But uh, A.J. Brown, the thing about him is when he gets the ball in his hands in the open field, he turns into running back. He really does. Now, Miles is having another productive year. He's been great. But the thing about Miles Sanders, you worry a little about, and this is not a criticism, it's not something that you can control, is that he has not been totally durable in his earlier years but uh, so far i keep my fingers crossed so far he's been fine i mean he missed most of training camp with a a hamstring or something like that but right now he's got uh, he's averaging 4.6 yards a carry he's uh, got four touchdowns and he's just he's just playing great he's he's made some runs that have self helped seal up games at the end. I mean they were in at the end of the Detroit game, they were in danger and they were in a in a critical down and what he did was carry it twenty six yards downfield and, and that was all folks. He wrapped it up. So but Miles Sanders is playing great.
0: As you've watched Jalen Hurts develop, what have you noticed in his feel for the game, his feel for the offense, but just his general sense of knowing where all the uh all the chess pieces happen to be
1: well you know Steve, and i'm not i'm not blowing my own horn but uh, with a lot of noise on uh, around us i have jalen hurts fan from day one yes, and you have. I, I like i he had everything he physically people said he has arm talent no he has exceptional arm talent there's not a pass that he can't throw but what he had to do was refine some of the mechanics he went out to california had a quarterback guru tom Han, and uh, worked with that over the summer so his mechanics are a little more uh, conventional he's got to minimize his running you can't run 18 times a game but what he's learned is to make quick decisions and to read what the defense is doing and he's been absolutely exceptional. You can see how much the time he has put in. He is somebody who was the first in the building and the last to leave. He is just an a absolutely great student of the game, and it's paying off. All that work is paying off, and the players love him. He, he's got the leadership quality that you look for in a quarterback. He's really terrific.
0: And the, and you said this from day one. You said certain guys have a presence, and everything you'd seen and read about him at Oklahoma and Alabama told you he was just a different kind of guy, and it's just great the way it's translated over into the pros because that work ethic has allowed him to make this transition easier than people realized it would be.
1: Well, that and the fact that here's here's another thing. You take that natural ability to run with the football and to find the open spaces, and that sets everything up because then you can swing out the ball to Miles Sanders. They just can't play up. They've got to, they've got to be aware of the capabilities of Jalen Hurts, and he's also uh, almost automatic on third and one and fourth and one because he's got tremendously strong lower legs. There, I, I saw last week, I saw Trevor Lawrence in a critical situation sneak and he didn't get there, and he, he's a fine young player, but he doesn't have the strength of Jalen Hurts in that lower body. Jalen Hurts can almost not be stopped in a fourth, third, or fourth and one.
0: No question. And the and the offensive line makes it all pay off. I mean, it's really no, They're, they're this, good.
1: I mean, a little bit concerned because yeah, uh, Nick Johnson. Sirianni this morning okay. just answered about Lane Johnson and said, as of now, he is uh, under still under concussion protocol, and he's mm. one of the best tackles in football. You don't want to lose him for any uh, length of time. But uh, I thought with the with a two week break that he'd be back by this week for sure, and and maybe he will be. Hopefully, he will be for Sunday. But as of today, on Wednesday, he has not been cleared for action.
0: One final part. I sensed when we started this conversation you really wanted to see them keep playing is that yeah. fair
1: yeah yeah I did uh, first of all I, I don't like the bye week we only have yeah. 17 well you know counting the the four preseason the, now two preseason what is it three three preseason games soon to be two I think but three preseason games so I get 20 of these a year See, you move into basketball. You move into everything else that you do. You you have, I think, 370 events each year that you describe <laughs> for Penn State. I have I have 20 measly events, and then they push me out to the golf course. So I want I want all of my games but when you when you're six and oh and things are going along swimmingly. You don't want to stop. You, you don't because I have seen teams in the past come back. After playing good football, and they just they just take a while to regain that rhythm, yeah. that certain something that they had. Now under Andy Reid, for years he he went up with a long stretch where he had wins after every bye, and then that changed in the last couple of years. Uh, Nick Siriani is a, a guy who seems to have the pulse of this team. I didn't, Steve. I didn't think they were ready for the start of the season. I'm going to be honest with you. I was worried about that opening game in Detroit. Because yes. the practices yes. are efficient, but they're short. They're about it's, it, they're no more two days. They, they they work out in the morning, and they practice for maybe an hour and a half. And there's no real hitting. I mean, they yeah. they didn't wear pads pads all that much. There was there was one day I think where for ten minutes they tackled to the ground, and that was it. And in those three preseason games, uh, Jalen Hurts I think had. Six snaps, and that was it. And none of the regulars played, except for the young players who were uh, needed a little extra work. But but your offensive line, you know, sat and watched. That was it. And I thought, how are they? And I, I I watched Hard Knocks where I watched Dan Campbell take the bullwhip over the Lions and tell them every day they've got a hip, they've got to get ready for the season, they've got to be a tough team. I want this from the beginning. And what do they do? The Eagles beat... I I thought they could go to Detroit and suddenly it's going to be culture shock because one team's going to be beating the stuffing out of the other. Well, it worked in reverse. The Eagles won that game and they've won every one since. So you cannot... It, it's a new NFL. It's a new NFL, and uh, I guess I, I obviously guess that that Nick Sirianni knows exactly what he is doing, and this team is responding. So maybe maybe my worries about regaining the rhythm uh, will go away and mean nothing. And plus, I don't mean to minimize Pittsburgh, even though they're two and five, but. Uh, somebody went on the radio today, I heard them driving in, and they said, you got to remember that the Eagles have has have, had an easy schedule, and they don't have that tough a schedule coming up. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. If If you take that NFC right now and put a bunch of opponents up there for the Eagles to play, it really shouldn't matter because how can you make a tough schedule? Because the guys that we look at as the perennial winners every year. Those tough teams, Green Bay, they're a mess. Tampa yeah. Bay, they're a mess. I mean, yeah. it, these teams are... And the NFC East, used to, I used to call them the NFC Least, yeah. and they've turned into the NFC Beast. So it's yeah. its really a big change, but nobody's that good. To, yeah. to find good, really good... Well, Minnesota's 5-1, and one, and the Eagles dominated them on a Monday night. And then you look over, there's two over in the AFC. Certainly Kansas City is really good, and Buffalo is really good. But again, teams that you expected to be much better really aren't.
0: Well, as you called it, the new NFL. And in the new NFL, there's one unbeaten. Keep having fun, Merrill. Keep having fun. At
1: least least for the next three days. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Well... Let's let's just keep it rolling because it's a lot of fun to watch.
1: Okay, and I'll take care of this if if you promise to bring me a win over Ohio State.
0: You know what? Why not? I'll promise that. I have nothing okay. to do with the winning and losing, so I can promise anything.
1: <laughs> That's right. I'll, I'll be I'll be watching that game and listening to Steve Jones.
0: Uh, and I'm going to be watching the Steeler Eagles game and listening to Merrill Reese. How about that deal? <laughs>
1: That's a deal. That's a deal. Thanks. Thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure.
1: Okay, take care. Bye-bye.